Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. How's it going, Andy? You know, Patrick? Mr. Andy Page. Uh, Mr. Andy Page is doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, hanging in there for a Tuesday afternoon? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Patrick? Nice. I'm doing good. Doing really good. Nice. It's a good day. It's a nice day outside. It's a little windy. I planted a tree yesterday, so I feel like I'm one with the earth again, you know? Earth That's great. Ceiling. That's great. You made up for the lack of anything you did for on Earth Day, right? Yeah. You yep. just finally you finally got that to do list item checked off. It's just <laughs> just a couple months late, maybe. Finally, yeah, finally. <laughs> good. I might eat I might eat a vegetable today. That's good. Just so I can feel healthy. Yeah. Feel like I'm connected to Mother Nature. That's the the cycle of life, right, Patrick? Yep. That's great, man. You should eat a vegetable. Um, don't don't overdo it though. Just just one's fine. Just one. Yeah. I'll just do one. Is a potato a vegetable? Um, I think it's a starch. The starch. I don't know if it's an. I mean, like it grows in the ground. I think it's a root, but I don't know if it's actual vegetable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Does lettuce count though? Right. Like if I have. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a salad, smother it in ranch dressing, put uh-huh. some cheese on there, uh-huh. a couple of croutons, <laughs> maybe maybe a couple almonds. Yeah. Yeah. I've never put almonds on a salad, but sure. You never have? Never. Good, I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. No, I oh, did yeah. know that was a thing. I've seen almonds you get on like, a salad. Yeah, you go to Sizzler, you know, you get the shredded olives you put on the salad there. Yeah. Oh, wait, did you say olives or did you say almonds? No, I, I meant almonds. I know okay. I said olives. Okay, gotcha. Olives are good on a salad. No, they're not. No, they're not. No? No. Do you put olives on a pizza? I put olives in the trash can, Patrick. <laughs> That's where they go. Olives go to trash. What about like What about those green pimento ones? No, all of them. No. <laughs> all of them. I feel like there's a very your stance on olives right now is pretty <laughs> It's pretty solid. I yeah. don't even want to mess with it. Yeah, no, I, I have I have olives figured out. <laughs> it's not going to change for me. One day on the podcast, we'll bring up what an olive did to you <laughs> for all this hate. But uh, we'll talk about what Lacroix did to me. Yeah. For all my hate. Exactly. We'll go over that. We'll go over that. We'll go over our experiences. But. We'll have to talk about pickles too. I, I got a. <laughs> I had an experience with pickles. Do you love or hate pickles? You know, I've gotten over that experience. I don't like them as much as I used to, but I still, I will eat them. But I had an experience where I couldn't eat them for a while. Yeah, I'm not down with pickles either. They're cucumbers, man. I don't know how you can... <laughs> Just because yeah. they change shape. <laughs> are they are they cucumbers, right? They're cucumbers, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're okay. right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat a sweet pickle from time to time. If I'm feeling, you know, wild. Yeah. I don't usually, like, I don't eat them, like, on their own. I, like, I'll throw them in a sandwich or a hamburger, you know. Like, that's their place. (laughs) But, yeah, we'll have to to talk about that. (laughs) What do you do when you go to Firehouse Subs? (laughs) What do you do with the pickle spear they give you? Um, I will either throw it in to my sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll take a little bite and then not really touch the rest of it. 
<laughs> you don't just take the rubbery, slimy th- worm out of there and throw it in the trash? <laughs> if it was an olive, I would. But no, I, I, I'll, I'll keep it on the side of my plate. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, just garnish it and let it hang out. Yeah. If it's an olive, I don't like put it on the side of my plate. I get up. I make a really mean face, you know. <laughs> Whoever gave me olives and then I... <laughs> Usually throw them right at their face, actually. I don't throw it in the trash. Stand up and scream, somebody's going to pay for this. (laughs) It's not okay. (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) That's good, Andy. I'm, I'm I'm proud that you have that kind of passion toward olives. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they are kind of weird. They're super Bulky. weird. They're super weird, man. I like them on a pizza. That's about it. Really? But other than that, maybe on a salad every once in a while. Well. But it really doesn't matter because I just, I just make a soup out of it with ranch dressing anyway, and then it doesn't really matter what's in it. Oh, you can still taste the olives even if the ranch is in there. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem with olives. They're like a banana. Like if you put a banana in something, like if you put a banana in a bag with an orange, like they're not even, they're not even touching each other. You bite into the orange, and it's like, why does this orange taste like a banana? Oh, dang it! It was in this car, the same car. <laughs> yeah, it's, in the same it's like car. an olive. <laughs> yeah. An olive is sitting in the same car with like a, I don't know, a sandwich or something. You'd be like, oh, this sandwich is disgusting. <laughs> Tastes like olives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, welcome to the uh, Food We Hate podcast. <laughs> Which, besides olives, Patrick, what, what other food guests do we have on the show today? Other food guests? I don't know. Are we going to bring in broccoli? Get real contentious? Ooh, we should. We should bring in broccoli. Or cauliflower. I don't, I don't think our, broccoli. Our, our ratings are going to go down if we bring on cauliflower because no one cares yeah. about it. But broccoli, I think there's a there's a split there, you know? Yeah. Well, at least broccoli has flavor. Yeah. Cauliflower just tastes like feet. <laughs> like it, I mean, I've never eaten a foot. That's what I was going to ask you. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I've smelled a, I've smelled a really bad foot once, you know? Uh. And, and that's what—that's the taste I have in my mouth when I taste cauliflower. Wow. I don't—I don't know about that. I've no—I haven't had that experience where it tastes like feet. It just mainly tastes like like pepper. I put pepper on like all of the vegetables Ooh. I have, so I just like taste that. Especially with yeah. cauliflower, because yeah, it doesn't really have much much going on in the taste business, the taste world. But broccoli, you can like, the cool thing about broccoli is it's it's pretty good. You can do stuff with it including it's like a little tree that you can like play with you know (laughs) like kids don't like like the taste of broccoli but at least they can play with it and you can like use your imagination with broccoli yeah and you can tell them just eat a couple of branches that's all you need to eat exactly don't eat the whole thing just eat a couple branches they're like branches (laughs) and you 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 can pretend like you're a giant and take a bite out of that tree (laughs) it doesn't work with my kids um, but at least when I was a kid, I, I have some memories of playing with broccoli and mashed potatoes, yeah. you know, being a giant. Yeah. Just making a little landscape with your, your dinner. Yeah. It's awesome. Your peas and your carrots and all that stuff Yeah, with your broccoli trees. 
That's cute. Cauliflower isn't as great. They they don't look as much like branches as the broccoli does, you know. So yeah, they don't have leaves on them though. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah, they're just big clumps. They're like they're like dead trees. Well, yeah, they're not. Yeah, you're right. They're not even. They're just kind of blobs. Yeah. So. <laughs> what about mushrooms, Andy? <laughs> don't get me started, Patrick. Okay. 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 Don't even. <laughs> What, what, uh, <laughs> since we both got to leave early, too, what's, our, what's our topic for today? <laughs> the vegetables we hate. <clears throat> okay, so, uh, Patrick, our topic today comes from friend of the show, Matt Bourne, who is yes. a, uh, an oft contributor. Uh, I don't know if that's... He's not, yeah, he's, he's not even a friend of the show anymore. He's like, he's like, he's like our main content person whatever we call that person (laughs) yeah he's got to have some sort of title maybe we should give him like producer title or something i don't know yeah um but i mean he understands there's no money in this there's no money involved at all in this yeah hopefully he understands that he's not expecting any paychecks in the mail from design much anytime soon or at all ever (laughs) (laughs) so uh don't expect that matt but we really appreciate and you know our audience really appreciates all Mm -hmm. of the lovely topics you sent in and we, appre- we appreciate your executive producer role on the show. <laughs> yeah. All the work you put in. <laughs> um, so Matt would like to know, Patrick, how often you should change priorities in a quarter? Ooh. How often should you change priorities in a quarter? This This feels like a product management type of a question to me. You know, it is. It is, but I think... I think design feels this. Design, of course, um, this affects um, design a lot. Um, yep. If priorities are changing constantly um, or not at all, like something's going to happen there, right? So I think this is a pretty interesting thought. Um, and, you know, coming from the, um, the individual contributor role, um, when priorities are changing a lot, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not very fun. Patrick. Um, so if they're changing like, <laughs> you know, three or four times, maybe five times in a quarter, um, you kind of begin to question leadership and what what their vision is because it's changing so often. And if it's changing so often, you can't really produce the work that you need to. Because if your priorities don't, if the company priorities don't align with your design priorities, um, you're going to have an issue. And if that's changing all the time, then you're you're basically not going to be able to do designs that align with what the company needs, and yeah. that's frustrating. And it doesn't give you enough time to change those or you know you know keep those in 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 alignments with the company. So that's that's very frustrating um, coming from that that view. And I've seen that happen, um, you know, from time to time in my career when when things are changing up, and I've also seen it where um, things don't change up a lot often. And I've I've found that to be um, helpful to have more trust. Um, in in leadership where they have a vision and that vision has stuck throughout this whole thing because it's been a really good vision. It was, maybe it was even a validated vision um, and it, it's proven that something we should always be following. So that's always really good to see. Um, but sometimes that single vision might not have been the right one and you find out way too late. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the priorities... Stuck in the mire, right? Exactly. And the priorities... Um, 
are changing way too late and then the company could be in trouble um and so there's there's definitely got to be a balance here um so patrick there's there's definitely different types of priorities there's um, design team priorities there's um you know company and business priorities um what what has your experience been like that especially coming from the management side of things um yeah i mean i think i think i think you bring up like a very valid point that if you're it's a changing priorities too frequently is a sign of a of leadership that doesn't have a vision Mm -hmm. they're trying to find their vision was which isn't necessarily a bad thing i think sometimes sometimes it's okay to experiment and try to find that vision um as long as you're willing to accept some failure and some risk right yeah changing priorities i would say from a product standpoint though like i mean i'm not a product manager um by any means not not even close but i would say like a decent frequency like the the most the most you should probably change product priority is like is basically once a quarter right if you're going to change stuff because i think a lot of times you have to see things through to see how they actually happen like some products you have to dive a little bit deep into to see how your users are going to react to it before you can actually make a decision Mm -hmm. um if you're changing more than once a quarter, like if you're just if you're just willy nilly every three or four weeks being like, okay, this is the direction, this is the direction, these are priorities. I think you never you never quite get the feedback you need from your users to understand what the goals are, what the jobs to be done, if you're solving a job, if you're doing whatever. I think you're just making assumptions at that point. I think from a leadership like management standpoint, um, <clears throat> I go back to like my early days you know, early days, meaning like a year and a half ago, but like, <laughs> I'm like a three-year-old kid saying when I was a kid, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, like managing, managing a team, like priorities changed a lot when I, when, when I first started to like manage a team, um, like d- design team priorities, mm-hmm. because I was trying to fi- I was trying to discover what the priorities were, you know, and how they affected people. Um, and I think I think when you're like that, you're just trying to find a vision. But I think if you're if you're transparent about it, you're honest about it. I think people are pretty forgiving of that, and they're willing to jump on the ride. But um, yeah, I would say changing priorities is difficult more than once a quarter. Yeah. But if if you're not doing it multiple times a year, then I think, like you said, just to back up what you said, I think you can get really stagnant and complacent. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I, I love that point too, because when the point that you make about um, kind of the experimentation part of, of changing priorities, because when priorities have changed on me um, and leadership is saying like, this is why we're changing priorities. It's really good for me to hear that there's a reason behind it other than, you know, we talked to like this one, <laughs> this one really high paying customer and yeah. we weren't going to close this deal without exactly these. yeah that's yeah. that's never great but if if it's more of an experimentation thing we're like i have actually done some research and our research has found that this is something that we need to chase um and i'm that is communicated to me that really gives me a good like feeling that okay this actually makes sense this is a good decision this is how i make my decisions as a designer i do research and then i make decisions based on that research um so if we're doing like good research and then making decision on that decisions on that and that is being you know communicated to the rest of the company, I think that's going to help with with the 
with understanding what their priorities are and why, and um, also giving conviction around why or around actually solving for those priorities. Um, so I, I really like that experimentation and that's what comes with doing the research to make those decisions. Um, so if, if you're a leader um, listening to this podcast and you, um, you know, think you need to change priorities, um, it's great when you have a reason behind it and you're able to communicate that reason very well um, with something to back up your reason. Um, and as you know, Patrick said, we shouldn't be doing it too often, <laughs> probably once a quarter, maybe a couple times, two or three times a year um, would be a good thing to do in terms of changing those priorities. But um, definitely have a good reason behind it and experiment with with um, your hypotheses. Like if we if we change priorities, this is what's going to happen because of the research we've done so far. Now, let's see it through, like Patrick said, and let's actually find out if there is um um, truth to that hypothesis that we have or not and then we can change things around and make decisions and I think it's great to have retrospectives and understand what went well and what didn't in terms of the things that you're doing to understand your track record in terms of making decisions um, so I, I think I would have to agree with you Patrick yeah I think you summed it up really well just now <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only other thing I think that might be different that I can think of would be the maturity of the company. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Cause I think early stage startups, especially really early stage startups, if you're, if, if you're a person that doesn't like changing priorities, then maybe that's not the game for you. Because I think at the beginning, that's all you're doing is yeah. trying something. Okay. That didn't work. Try this, you know, let's shift our priority to this, try that. Um, I think maturing products have longer roadmaps, have longer vision. They also have a lot more research because they've been, they have user bases and they have, you know, everybody's been talking to their users for so long. So I think they have a, a clear vision of what's ahead. So I think maturity, I think product maturity, um, company maturity plays a huge factor in that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with that. Um, and yeah, the fact that if it's a younger company, it's going to be happening a lot more that that priority shift and you're going to have to be ready for it <laughs> as a employee yeah. of that company. So like, you might expect that, um, especially if you have um, leaders that are new um, at being leaders, um, which is definitely mm -hmm. often the case with startups. Um, so that's something you might definitely expect. But if those leaders are really good to hearing input, um, and you're able to give the input, like maybe we're switching priorities too much. Maybe we're just ch chasing this one carrot instead of actually diversifying. Um, then that's really good to have that sort of leadership. So I've always appreciated leadership that wants to hear um, the ideas of the company um, and get feedback on, on their priorities and their vision too. Um, so I would recommend yeah. all leaders to strive to do that for sure. Yep. That's like a whole other podcast, listening to the employees and the people who work for you and work with you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Understanding their perspective. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's really good. I think that's, dude, I think you summed it up. Sweet. <laughs> I, think you, I think you, I think you zipped it up. Awesome. We'll just, that's, um, that's the new. That's the new in the can. That's zipped the new in up. the can. <laughs> zipped it up. We'll, we'll go ahead and wrap that in a present and send it to Matt Bourne. Yeah, we'll tie that off. And uh, again, thank you to our 
new executive producer Matt Bourne (laughs) (laughs) for compiling such great topics for us to chat about. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful things. I cleared my throat for the 10th time this podcast. Well, it's important to clear your throat because anyone, everyone is, you know, reminded that you're here and that you have something to say, right? (laughs) That's what you used to do in meetings, right, Patrick? You just like, you hadn't said something in 10 minutes, so you got to clear your throat. So it was like, oh, Patrick's still here. What do you think, Patrick? I I come in like four minutes late, four and a half minutes late and just walk in regardless of who's talking at the time. Just like walk in and be like, (laughs) like that while I sit down and like. Make sure I don't gently set my laptop on the table, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's always fun, right? It's a, it's a really strong power move. Yeah. Put my feet mm. on the desk. That always works, too. Yeah. And the, the grimier the shoes, the better. Mm-hmm. It just shows you don't care, you know, and it's, it's definitely a good way to do it. Yeah. Speaking of grimy, um, I've been wearing flip-flops a lot lately. Really? And I have old flip-flops. And now when I wear them, I wear them for like a half an hour and the bottom of my feet are just pure black. Yeah. From like the the plastic of the flip-flop or whatever. And uh, my kids saw it the other night. Saw my, they saw me without my flip-flops and were like disgusted. They're like, oh, look at your feet, Dad. I was like, sorry, I need to go get some new flip-flops. That's a good way to, to yeah, plead the case for new flip-flops. Mm-hmm. Just look at my feet. No, that's more understandable. Where it's the worst is when you, like, <laughs> let's say you go to, like, a theme park or something, and you wear, like, sandals or flip-flops, and your feet are not dirty because of the flip-flops. They're dirty because of all the, the contact that you've made with just, like, just <laughs> gross stuff that comes off of the ground you're walking on, you know? Yeah. That's that's the worst. Like, that's, that's like way that, worse. You get that weird line up the back of your leg. Yeah. <laughs> from the flip-flop flipping up. <laughs> Like when you ride your bike through a tire, like a mud hole, and you get the, you get the mud up the side, up your back. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. Good way to end the podcast, Andy. It's a good way. I don't know how people actually do flip flops personally. They're just like so unsecure, and they're not great shoes. They're also just really annoying. Every time you take a step, you have that stupid flip thing going on. Oh man. I'm they're a so comfortable. Though. I'm a sandals guy. If I'm going, you know, like an open toe shoe or whatever those are called. You do sandals where like, it's like secure to your feet. Yeah, you just like a flip flop with the the heel hook on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always that's all, like, that's all you want when you're when you're out with your flip flops on, and all of a sudden you have to run. Like, let's say you have to start like a high speed chase or something, Patrick. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? Dude, I don't rob. I don't rob my bank. I mean, I would never <laughs> rob a bank in, in flip flops. I've been robbed a big before. I've been flip flops. So always, always, always wear Nikes, man. Always. But you never know, like if if something's gonna happen. Like if you if you're gonna rob a bank, you probably have an idea you're gonna do it beforehand, so you can plan for it. But if you're like at the grocery store, Patrick, and you have your your flops on, your flip flops, <laughs> and all of a sudden, like um someone steals some angry guy is like really mad at somebody try to give him an olive or something yeah yeah and you're like it freaks you out and you're like ah no i gotta get out of here yeah or the end of the world starts you know like and you have to start running to your car um you you you, but your question you're asking the wrong guy this question because 
all of those scenarios, you know, like in the zombie apocalypse, you know I'm just going to stand there and get eaten by a zombie. I'm not even going to... You know my philosophy on this. We've talked about we talked about zombie I'm stuff. I'm not before. gonna run anywhere. I'm just like if if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to prevent, you know, greater forces of nature than myself. I don't know. I'm I, just gonna be like, just do it, get it over <laughs> with. I'd rather just be done with it. Just pull down your collar, like here's my neck. Here you go. Yep. I think I would try to fight as much as I can. I would try to stay alive. You know. But you know but you know you're not gonna win. This is see this is the thing. You're never gonna win in those scenarios. You don't know that. You've just been watching too many zombie movies where something it's... happens at the end where they can't win. But you could totally <laughs> figure out how to like go live on a boat, go to an island. There's there's things you can there's do, Patrick. Two, there's two things here that that are in play. One is it's an end of the world scenario, which means you it's out of your control. Sure. The world is going to end, regardless uh-huh. of what you do or not, right? Uh-huh. So first of all, let's just let's take that one. Let's remove that. Sure. Secondly, the only people that survive in those scenarios are freaking jerks, dude. The jerks that are the scallywags that do dirty things to other people are the only ones to survive. That so may be true. If you <sighs> if you want to survive in that environment, if you make it through, then that's the society you have to live in. With all of those people who will stab you in the back in a heartbeat to get what they want. There's plenty of those people. I have hope that there are good people that are also going to win. I I think there's a there's going to be some Carls out there, Patrick, that they're going to try to do the Carls. right thing. Yeah. Carl's as dirty as the rest of them. Was he dirty? I stopped watching yes. after like season four <laughs> when he was still yeah. like a, a very young man. But um, I think I think... There's going to be some good people. There's got to be. There's plenty of... I think you're right. There's going to be, like, the worst ones of society are going to be, like, you know... They're going to be the the mayors, the, you know, the, the bad guys that are running the, the little communities. Yeah, but they're guys that wear boots, man. The guys this that, is the thing. Everyone wears boots. If, <laughs> except for you, because you'll be wearing flip-flops. Oh, no, man, look. <laughs> look, if you want to go hang out with a bunch of cool people, right, and have a good time, somebody's going to bring an acoustic guitar, you're going to sing... You know, hey there, Delilah, or something. Have a good time. You don't, you don't invite your friends that wear boots every day, because guarantee the guy's got a knife on his belt. You know, he's ready for, he's ready for anything to happen. That's why he's got boots on. He doesn't know what's gonna happen, right? Okay. <laughs> there are two types of people in this world: people who wear boots and people who wear flip flops. I think there are a lot of people that wear boots that also play Hey There Delilah on their, their guitars, man. They wear boots all the time. You think so? I do. I doubt it. Especially like cowboy boot guys like that, that'll that wear those. those and... are... Well, now you're talking, that's a, that's a different specialty, though. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, boots are acceptable in certain conditions, right? If uh-huh. you're a cowboy, if you're going skiing, um... You know, if you're going snorkeling, maybe you want some little booties on your feet versus flip-flops. I don't know. <laughs> There's scenarios. But if you're day-to-day human beings, just going over to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee, if you're wearing boots to go to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee, you got you need to think about something. Like, <laughs> you're, you're worried about, about something. <laughs> you're worried about society. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean, like, what about those, like, those, like, really comfy Uggs? Is that what they're called? Those like those boots that are like super comfy that women wear. 
Yeah. What are those? What are you talking? Those people can like go to. Like in the fall. Yeah. You get that joke in the fall about how they all look like Han Solo. Exactly. So that meme. Yeah. But I think those are. I don't know. Boots just seem like you're trying to be prepared for something that's gonna go down. <laughs> Flip flops. It's like I'm not gonna run anywhere. <laughs> you never know, Patrick. Anyway, we'll bookend the podcast with that thought of the day. <clears throat> Boots or flip flops, Andy? You just wear shoes. You could wear skate well, shoes at the wanna... end, towards the end of the world and just be just fine. Yeah, be just fine. Wear your feet your, your vans. You'll be fine. Yeah, the bottom of your feet will hurt, but that's okay. Maybe. And if and if you're bored, if you if you're wearing vans at the end of the, and you're just bored, it's you and like another guy. Another girl, somebody else, mm-hmm. and you get bored. You can always play that Vans game where you try to throw them in the air and see if they land upside down or not. Oh yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. done that? I have not done that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Every van I've ever thrown in the air lands on its freaking feet. <laughs> it's weird. Well, they like cats, you know. Physics. Physics. All right, Patrick. Okay, <laughs> okay we're up on this. We're both late to our meetings. <laughs> I won't tell okay. if you don't. <laughs> okay. See ya, Andy. See ya. You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode. That is share it. Share it with a coworker. Share it with a family member. Share it with a friend. Share it with whoever you want to. Share it with a construction worker. Share it with somebody. It doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast, though. Go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org contact and fill out the form. 